How do you start off? You <laughs> so do- you really you don't think you're gonna you can't get closer to your mic than that? How about you want me? unbelievable? What is well, this? What if you what put if, it on? I'm a- gonna get in there like the Andrews sisters. Hello. Yeah, that's that. But can't you hear how that's better? Thank you, Martha. Okay, well, we'll leave it right there, and I'll use this. This is Martha Davis for anybody who might not know. Music videos. Um, I mean, looking back on the history of the motels, extremely iconic music videos. Um, the one for Only the Lonely. You actually won, won a American Music Awards award for your performance, I guess, in that video in 82 or so. You guys actually have a pretty cool uh, sort of history of music videos and, and uh, really catching that wave in the early, as you mentioned earlier, Marty, the MTV era. How influential do you think your music videos were in kind of exposing you to new audiences out there? But it was big. I bet it was big. I hear from a lot of people because at that point when MTV happened, people, kids just stayed in their house and watched MTV all day, all night. Look out! The lever! Get away from that lever! You blow us all to atoms! All right, let's do this. Welcome, everyone. This is That Record Got Me High. I am your host, Rob Elba. It is wonderful to be here. I am in South Florida, but I'm not in my normal recording thing. I actually took a little trip to an undisclosed location uh, for my next guest. Uh, but before I get to my guest, real quick, I just want to mention our newest patrons. Uh, welcome to the, to the Patreon family, Danielle Herrera and Nick Riley. Welcome, and also thanks to patron Richard Shelter, who increased his subscription amount, which is something you could do, too. If you just decide, if you're laying at night and saying, you know, I want to give Rob more money than I give him normally, uh, you could raise it if you want. But uh, really, thanks uh, to the patrons, uh, Danielle Herrera and Nick Riley, and thank you to all our patrons. I really appreciate you guys. If you want to become a patron of the show, you go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH, and uh, I'd really appreciate it. All right, now, without further ado... I would like to welcome to the show South Beach legend, performer, writer. I'm going to call you a writer, too. Why yeah, not? I, I just finished the, my, my first book. Awesome. T- really? I honestly did. I'm, right, I'm, well. in the, I'm in the editing stages, and let me tell you, it is a nightmare. <laughs> and the self-described, I saw this, the Madeline Albright of drag. <laughs> I am an elder stateswoman of drag. Yes. Yes. I am like the, the Faye Dunaway of drag. Welcome to the show, Tommy Strangey, a.k.a. Shelly Novak. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you, Rob. It's so great to be back. I, I'm a, This is my second time. I think Your the only, second time. I think there's only other person that's been here twice is Beatrice, right? <laughs> I bet you know. We've actually we had uh, more rats. We've been here like three times. We've had, oh, yeah. we've right. had more, but you're but you're getting up there. You're believe right. me. You're okay. welcome anytime. Right. Because well, I'm like I'm like on, on Gilbert Gottfried. How they had um, Mario Cantone. I'm like your Mario Cantone. Okay, good. You I'm can a, be my Mario. I'm, Cantone. Your, I'm your sassy homosexual with lo- with lots of imitations and vocal stylings. And, there you go. Uh, uh, you gotta have. I gotta have at least one. Um, and I just before we get anything else, I also want to point out. So the record you did before was uh, Pretenders Two. Pretenders Two. Chrissy Hind, and then you were gonna do. Eurythmics, uh, but I then was. you decided, which is Annie Lennox, but yep. then you decided to go a different direction. I did. Another female singer. So I'm detecting there's a pattern here. I don't want to psychoanalyze you at all, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. You know, it's it's true. You know, gays, a lot of gays, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm generalizing, but, you know, they, wait a they grab wait, it. Wait, wait. Gay? gay? I am gay. I am <laughs> Gayer than Elton John's oh, okay. fanny pack. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm super gay. Yes. I'm, I'm so gay. Gay dogs can hear it. There you go. <laughs> um, but you know, gay men, uh, when we're kids or whatever, you know, when you when you're the uh, put upon or whatever, you look up to. Uh, strong women, it seems, because they're always doing that fighting the good fight. Whether in a lot of gays, they gravitate to Cher, Streisand, Bette Midler. Me, it was Annie Lennox, uh, um, you know, Chrissy Hind, uh, Joan Jett, right, uh, right, uh, right. Uh, Amy Mann of Till Tuesday, and then, yeah. and then of course uh, tonight. Uh, all right, so what are we doing? What's the album? We, what's the band? And we, what's the oh, I'm so excited. And you know, it's and the reason I didn't do the rhythmics, even though they're very hot with um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Congratulations right. to the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, when I was listening to that album, it's a great album, but it was triggering all these childhood traumas were coming back. Oh. You, you got kinder trauma. Oh, I no. want to. I think you should rename your podcast. That record triggered my kinder trauma. Oh, okay. Well, we could well, do a special, a separate, yeah, a special a separate episode maybe, for the yeah. patrons. That sounds a little darker. Yeah. No, they, it would be nice if the patrons gave you a little money because it probably costs $50 in gas to get to the Shelly Novak ranch. <laughs> All right, but what's the record? You didn't name it. Uh, Marth. Um, you got, well, that's I, I do get off on a tangent. You do. I'm going to rain This you is in. the third studio album by the Motels. Martha Davis and the Motels. It's called All for One. 
and um, it came out in uh, 1982, and it was uh, the album that netted them their first uh, big hit that charted, uh, which everybody knows, and uh, they... Uh, uh, only the Lonely that was the big hit off the album but it also there was just the Motels they had quite a career before this third album hit and it was kind of eclectic their first album a lot of people if you know if you know album artwork and you and you, and you know how back you know like at Tower Records and Virgin Records and like uh, you know all, all the old record stores like Strawberries and, and Record Town back in the days of vinyl they'd line the walls with the albums and that would sell the records because of the album artwork. And the first album of the Motels put out in 1979, the self-titled Motels album, there's this uh, woman, it's almost like an Andy Sweet photograph. She's in a bathing suit. I thought of you immediately when I saw that. I I thought of you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And she's wearing the funny little cat eye -eye glasses and she's got the little little sandals on and she's in front of a pool in an L.A. Right, right. Mid-century modern kind of, you know, cheesy Robert Altman, three women, Millie Lamoureux, you know, motel with the pool. And uh, that album gave them their first taste of success in the sense that uh, um, the movie um, Something Wild, uh, Jonathan Demme, the movie with uh, Ray Liotta, which brought which introduced Ray Liotta to the world. Something Wild with Melody Griffith and Jeff yes, Daniels. Yes, uh, Yeah, there's a scene that was a needle drop to the song Total Control, which was the hit off the album that went to number eight in Australia. Looking So they were all of a sudden brought like from Berkeley, California and the Sunset Strip to Cal- uh, to Australia to tour this. They got a little taste of limousines and all that because Total Control was such a big hit. And then the second album, Careful, that was one that was really uh, touted in Boston. Boston, WBCN at the time was our rock and roll yeah. station and... They loved the motels, and they really pushed that album in 1980. The, there was the song, uh, hit uh, singles that really didn't chart, but you heard them all the time on local radio. The days are okay, but the nights were uh, made for love. Whose problem am I? And uh, most importantly, Danger, which was the highest charting one on that. I think it was number 50. Danger, your love is like a stranger. So uh, they had recorded a live album in Boston at the Paradise uh, concert. Oh, okay. Uh, at, uh, I didn't realize that. Still, I, I'm pretty sure the is the Paradise still there in Boston. I hope. I think so. it is. It is. Yeah, it is. I think. Thank God, the pandemic. Closed the Zulus just played there. Uh, yeah. This All band right. The Zulus thank God, because there. that place. I mean, I, I love it. There, I was. I was there recently, and it was. They were. They had cleaned the vomit off of the urine. Yeah, yeah. And it was great. But was it they, your vomit they cleaned no, up? It no, could, it could have still been left there. Because don't, oh my God, how can you, do we, what do you, get out of my head. I saw Goldfrap there and I took ecstasy. And I am oh. not, I am so embarrassed by my behavior. <laughs> do you remember what ecstasy used to make us do a decade ago? I don't because I'm not, that's, oh, that my, wasn't my oh, world, but my, I'll take your word oh, for it. it. Turns you, it turns you into like a sex crazed game show host. Oh, okay. Like a, like a horny <laughs> Wink Martindale with a boner. All right. Yeah, and I was not, and I and I remember I projectile vomit. Went into the bathroom and projectile vomited across the room like Reagan and the Exorcist. And I right. cleaned up a little and I went back on. I was like, Gold frap, let's do this. And it was in Boston. It was like at right. the Paradise. Oh, so you already knew. All right. So this is, we're doing their third album, which was kind of their breakout album because it did, like you said, it had uh, Take the L and it had Only the Lonely, which was a huge MTV. They were huge MTV videos, MTV hits. But you were already aware of the Motels and you were a fan of them. Yeah, already. I was already a fan from the first two albums because okay. they were kind of artsy, eclectic. Uh, you felt like it was something. It was like the secret that you knew because WBCN, they used to do things like that. Yeah, like they were yeah, the one, right. They right. were the ones that made Till Tuesday. They made the cast. Right, the right. Boston music scene was very interesting back then but they but this was a band from the sunset strip this was a band from california right but uh, they fell in love with them from boston now the third album the first single they after after the, the first two uh, albums um kind of hit you know uh, the third one they were like we're going to show them because the first record that they uh, uh handed to them the first uh copy or the first what do you call it, demo was called apocalypto yes not all for one it had different songs 
and they and they said it was too weird. And the record company did not like it. They <laughs> said we we don't hear a single nothing. So they said, well, we're gonna we're gonna take it back and we're gonna give them something that touches on almost every genre. It's almost like they, you know, when you on a Casio, when you can have rumba beat, right, calypso beat, yeah, uh, yeah surf yeah. rock beat. We're gonna touch all the bases. Yeah, the so every song on this album is almost like you feel you're in a lush. LA, whether you're on a beach or you're on a, in a lush uh, red velvet banquette, you feel like you're on the Sunset Strip, you know, maybe, you know, rubbing cocaine on your gums as the sun, sun comes up and you're, you know, <laughs> okay. walking downhill in heels. Painting a picture. He really paints a picture, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, walking folks? downhill in heels to, <laughs> to, the, to, the, one, to, the, to the, the entrance of the 101. All right. So I believe the first single, let it speak for itself, shall we? Oh, only the, oh, all right. So we're not. No, 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 not the, no, not the first single. I mean, the first, the first track. <laughs> the first track. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let's, of Mercy is yeah, the first let's song show them how it. it's done, Martha. <laughs> oh, you don't hear a song on the album you like, do you? How okay. about this? Let's listen to the first as, as uh, Shelley takes over the show. Let's listen to the first I'm track. I'm sorry, Mission man. I'm just Mercy. so excited to be here. <laughs> Right away, for people who only know them from the singles and MTV, Only the Lonely, Take the L, you know, Suddenly Last Summer, more rocking and raw, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, which, yeah they, it, uh, which they were. They were like they, that's New what Wave, they, and they were they a rocking band. A Sunset Strip band. Right, and, right, right. And right. they rocked, and uh, this was kind of like a, a little bit of a, the way that, you know, Chrissy Hines opens with Precious. It's kind of a little, little bit of a FU, and it rocks. And if, and if you don't know the motels, if you're just like a youngster join, uh, joining us right now, Come with us on on a journey back to night, back, <laughs> Here we back go. to 1982. Join us, won't you? I'm going to try to enunciate like Karina Longworth. Yes, I know you have these Marth- touchstones. Martha Davis and the Motels. I'm going to because my Boston accent, which is like the voice of an angel. Yeah, and and also I, in reading about her, I didn't know anything. She had a really rough. Early her life ch- Her childhood 17 years old Had the first kid She married her childhood sweetheart And the father of her kid It wasn't like she didn't try 15 She was 15 15 she had I thought it was baby. 17 yeah. No her second one was 17 At 15 Way she man. had a, She was a, a freshman in high school That's when not she was easy pregnant. And she stayed in school From what I understand Yeah she ended up Well she ended up getting her degree And everything yeah. But yeah yeah She had a rough uh, yeah. You know She yeah. had a rough upbringing And her mom uh, and When she was 19 Her mom uh, committed suicide Yeah uh, Yeah so And this, the husband I did the, the, Off the first album The song which was a mild success it's one of the better tracks on the first album the motels there's a line in the song that said he's not going to kill you he's just going to fuck up your pretty face and that was attributed to the a uh, quote the hu- from her from the husband that the she husband, ended up divorcing yeah, childhood sweetheart yeah but yeah no I've, I've always heard that she's been like just an amazing mom you know because oh been, that's she's, great yeah she's been through a lot but uh, always been there for her family yeah, so so we should say the the fact that they recorded her and the band she had at the time, which the guitar player was her boyfriend at the time. Tim McGovern, Clams Casino. <laughs> you know who that Clams Casino, you've heard that, right? No, no. That what? was like his nickname or it was a band. I don't know what the deal is, but whenever you'll even hear it in the live. The live thing is like one of the only things on iTunes that you can find. It's very hard to find this it's band. It's hard to find. It is. It's hard to find but this. But the live this thing that was Spotify. recorded at the Paradise is there, and, it, and, and she's always like, and the wonderful Clamps Casino on Saks. You'll just throw them out there. And 
<laughs> so yeah, that was his nickname, and he, they were banging. And uh, but but when the when the record company didn't like Apocalypto, they tried re-recording it. That didn't work out. She they basically got a whole new band yeah. people to play on. Yeah, it. and she broke up with them, so that kind of yeah. changed the dynamic too. Yeah, you know? yeah. So they got some you know studio pros. They got Wadi Watchtel uh, plays guitar all over this, which is like he played with everyone mm. at the time. A lot of new wave bands. But I don't want people to think that she, there was some she was some kind of manufactured thing because she wrote no. all these songs are her. She either wrote or co-wrote these songs, and this was her band, you yeah. know for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, there's many instances. I know I keep going back to Chrissy Hines, uh, but you know, you, you, sometimes uh, you know the the male members of your band become revolving. It's just the way it is. Yeah, right. It's just you know, the look way at it Fleetwood is. Mac. You know, believe me, trust me. I played in bands with dudes. Band dudes are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're the worst. Um, all right, so we get uh, the second song on here. Uh, this was the second single, but still catchy, so catchy. Fantastic. And, uh, it didn't chart that high, but um, it was a darling of MTV. Because yes. It was, it's so, so we have to talk about MTV when yeah, you talk about yeah, this, but let's, let's do it first. Let's yeah. listen to you. In, in fact, kids, go to YouTube and, 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 and go right now. I'll, I'll let you do it. Go to YouTube. <laughs> Look up Take the L Out of Lover by the Motels and watch this video. I went to great lengths to find out who the director was uh, or anything, anything, anything about this. And there is no backstory anywhere. Really? Nothing. Ah, well, that's Nothing. a shame. Very strange. I remember it. I mean, when I, I wasn't even like a big fan of time, but I yeah. saw these videos so yeah. many times. And you just could, yeah. you watched MTV. Comic, you book, did. comic book panels flashing in and out, of course. You know, even if you've never seen Martha Davis, you, when you hear her voice, you can't help but think of sultry eyes, big, full red lips, this big, yes. be- be- big yeah, beautiful for sure. brunette. For sure. And they and they took advantage of that would take the L out of love. They did. Yes. Very, yeah. Oh, those lips. <laughs> very Roy Lichtenstein. Um, yes. Yes. All very right. good. All right. Let's listen to Take the L. Take the L out of love and it's over. Watching my hand, holding my face. One more evening, gone to waste. No longer do I know my place Killing time and missing my cues Watching her belong to Once again, more rocking than I remember it. Yeah. Especially, I'm going to play underneath the bridge because that bridge, it's got that uh, yeah. chugga chugga guitar bridge dum, part. Dum, that, dum, yeah, dum, that's dum, really dum, heavy. Dum, it's, dum, it's good. Yeah. But just a really, a really well written, good song. You yeah. Know, and, song. and, you know, and like you said, they might have switched up the band members here and there on the album, but it's still really a, such a cohesive album. And they touch on so many genres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. They do. Yeah. And it's done. Uh, yeah, it's done really. Uh, it's done really well. And now we get. All right. So yeah, you know, it's so funny. It's hard to convey to people now who weren't around then how important MTV was to it, our it, young lives. It you could, know, it could make or break a band. I remember. Right. I remember when it first came out, which um, the first uh, song that uh, first video was uh, "Video Killed the Radio Star" by the Buggles. I heard you on the wireless back in '52. And uh, that video was directed by the, the director of this video, which was um, an award-winning video. Didn't it win? Are you talking about the next one? The next Only song, the Lonely? Only the Lonely ah, by the Motels. okay, okay. Now, can I talk a little bit about the director? You, of course. You can talk about whatever you want. Okay, <laughs> I will. Let me you go can. back to my copious notes. If it's egregious, I'll just edit it out. So go ahead. You... <laughs> Everything I say is I a I won't, genius me. drop of uh, knowledge. I won't. I'm just saying, no, just in case. The Only the Lonely, the song, the video itself, uh, kids, go uh, right now to YouTube and look for Only the Lonely by the I Motels love, for the visual. I love the fact that you, that you think kids listen to this podcast. They do. And when I realize now, <laughs> okay. when I hear myself saying it, I sound like Tony Bennett. You crazy kids, right. get out there, go to the YouTubes, and look up the Only the Lonely by the Motels. <laughs> 
<laughs> so um, Russell Mulcahy directed these videos. He was this guy. This guy knew what he was doing, and it it it, it this. These videos were his calling cards for the big time. He did the vapors turning Japanese. He did uh, Duran Duran's Hung- oh, Hungry Like okay. the Wolf. Okay, yes. So it was he was Mr. Russell, MTV. Russell Mulcahy, Australian director. Now, after these videos, the calling card pushed him to do one of one of the, probably the best. Uh, oh wait, hold on. Let me change my hats right now and go from from um, uh, homosexual who loves uh, rock divas to uh, Quentin Tarantino. Let me change my showbiz chapeau, if you okay. will. Australian director. There was one of probably one of the best exploitation films of the eighties, uh, and it was his one of his first movies called Razorback, starring Gregory Harrison. Oh. And it was after the Jaws movie. They were like any giant animal on the loose. They they were like greenlit. Oh right, right. And this was a giant out of control like warthog or wild. <laughs> <laughs> wild boar okay. or whatever you can raise her back I don't know I'm not from Australia but the thing let me tell you Russell Mulcahy on the low budget the thing was terrifying the, the, he used all these Mario Bava when you don't have a lot of money you just use a lot of Mario Bava like filters red lights green lights f- smog folk right it's very you know he used what he learned making MTV music videos right and the movie is stunning and looks so much more expensive than it's actual worth and then after this Probably his biggest success, he did the Highlander movies. Oh, okay, wow. So you can see how he took, you know, uh, his visuals, his love of operatic storytelling, rock, and the drama of uh, those mini little movie musicals, and of course, Queen for that Highlander soundtrack. But Russell Mulcahy... Oh, okay. Well, this is where it all began, kids. Watch the video. Listen to it right now. And it won an award that year. I think Best Video. Oh, nice. Okay. So, yeah. So, Only the Lonely, this was their biggest hit. It went to number nine. We walked the loneliest mile We smiled without any style We kissed all together wrong No intention We lied about each other's dreams We lived without each other Like you were saying, they had already had some success, but this is, she said that she wrote this, this is about empty success. Like you have, you have success and then you realize yep. like she was at a point when she should have been her highest yeah, point. Cr- she just crying felt- in the back of limousines and stuff and exactly. not, not being able to enjoy the, the modicum of success they were having because, you know, the troubles in the band and the breaking up with the boyfriend. And, but the, that video, you know, if, if your kids, if, you, if your kids have gone and your crazy kids have taken a look at it on the YouTubes. <laughs> Um, it was just a lush, yeah, lush, beautiful, you know, filmed in a Hollywood nightclub. And right, she just right, walks right. through it in, uh, in 1940s femme fatale. <laughs> you know, the, the shoulder pads like Joan Crawford with the hat, with the, the veil. And I mean, she just... And it has the the 80s, requisite 80s sax solo. Oh, this is uh, Marty yeah. Gerard. I am <laughs> so glad you brought that up because she's still working with them. Oh, really? Marty yep. Gerard. Yep. Nice. Okay. But the 80s, the only thing is it's not, it's the classic 80s solo, but he's not a uh, shirtless. At least he no, didn't. No, it was not. It was not the guy from the Lost Boys. <laughs> right. Well, no. Tina Turner's guy. Tina Exa- Turner was like, oh my God. Yeah, Tina Turner. I watched a video the other day of her and, and he's like thrusting while he's playing. Of course he was. He was comfortable. Yeah, no, that's, listen, he was, he was, Tina was like, I want you to thrust. I want you to get on stage and I want you to thrust. <laughs> Wait, I sounded like James Mason more than Tina Turner. <laughs> I want you to get on stage and I want you to thrust. Lolita. <laughs> All right. But wait, hold on. I got to tell you a quick little sidebar. I'm going to venture because with with the song Only the Lonely, you know how she has that little pouty, like only the lonely, yeah, only yeah. Do, 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 with the, the, the purse yeah. lips. Yeah. So um, I used to go back when I was working um, at Crowbar back in the day. 
um, I used to take my gang of friends and my dog Rocky to the sequel. We used to get in a van, a rented van, and and uh, certain weekends in Miami Beach when it's out of control, we would just go up to Universal Hard Rock Orlando, and we, uh, you know, I had a, I, it was like it was a license to print money working at Crowbar. It was amazing. You know, I would go, I'd bring all my friends, I'd bring my boyfriend, I'd bring my mistress. They were best friends. It was just, <laughs> and people were like, why would you bring your boyfriend and your mistress? I was like, because uh, because uh, it's a very expensive vacation, and somebody's got, and I got to get laid. So we'd get up to Hard Rock Orlando, and uh, we were on the seventh floor. I always used to get the concierge level because uh, you'd get um, free breakfast, free lunch, uh, and uh, beer, all the beer and wine you could drink. And I was like, guys, I would sit everyone down and say, our goal is to eat back the price of this room. Nah. <laughs> And one of the kids, God bless him, he started banging the concierge and she showed up with like a cold cut platter. I was like, good job, Moses. Whatever you're doing, keep it up. But anyways, we're in the pool one day. And it's funny because, you know, we'd be at the Hard Rock. You never knew who you were going to run into. I mean, Mike Reno was in the uh, elevator and he was, it, it was, I knew it was Mike Reno of Loverboy because he, he, he was in the prerequisite headband and everything. Yeah, that, but it, of course. But he, it, but he looked as if he was like inflated, you know, Mike Reno working for the weekend, working for the donuts. Yeah, right. But I said to him, I was in the elevator, go, excuse me, are you Mike Reno? And he was just so excited to be recognized. I was oh, like, good, good, I was like, good. I love you guys. Uh, and then the, uh, the elevator opened and Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray was like in the hallway. All, oh. all the young gays I was with just running towards Mark McGrath. Really? Oh, okay. Sugar Ray was like, oh, gay. Oh, okay. oh the gays who loved Sugar Ray. I, uh, who knew? So um, uh, we're in the pool and uh, we had come there to see No Doubt Garbage and the Stillers play in uh, Orlando. So uh, it was like on a Friday, we went to the Hard Rock, we're in the pool, we're swimming around, and there's no doubt in the pool swimming around. So my friends were like, oh my God, it's no doubt. I said, guys, if you act like assholes, it'll be the quickest 30 seconds of your life. You're not going to become, you're not going to hang out with no doubt in the pool. They're going right. to leave or have you removed. You know what <laughs> exactly. I mean? So I, I weighed up to Gwen Stefani, I'm like, so we're talking. And I was like, listen, you know the motels, right? And she's like, oh my God, you I you the motels. I can't do Gwen Stefani. I love you bringing her up because at some point I was going to bring up that I feel like she listened to her and she maybe was influenced because I hear her um, on, could, on this could album. You, could you let me finish the story? <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead. I know I'm monopolizing your podcast, <laughs> no, no, but, but Rob. I, I got excited. I'm Rob, Sorry, I, I know, excited. Rob, I'm excited too. The audience is excited, Rob, go ahead. but I am the guest. Okay. So I go up to her and I'm like, uh, do you know the that we're talking about music and our, our likes and dislikes as we're in the pool? And I'm like, she's like, oh, I love the motels. I'm Gwen Stefani and I love the motels. And I was like, yeah, so listen, I go, if, ever, if, if you ever get asked to like do a cover song to like fulfill an obligation on a greatest hits album or some shit, you should really cover only the lonely. Why don't you do that? And she's like, oh my God, did you great? And oh my God, I'm Gwen Stefani. That's a great idea. And um, so we're like all hanging out on the seventh floor because on that concierge level, that's where they put all the rock stars, you know, because <laughs> okay. that the free beer and the fucking yeah. cold cut platters. So I feel when she, not totally, totally not connected, but in my brain, in my world, in my mind, I feel when they did do the cover of uh, It's My Life by Talk Talk, right. that they probably all sat around and the guys were like, no, we're not doing the motels, we're doing Talk Talk. Oh, okay. And she was like, whatever you <laughs> so say. she was shot down. She was like, whatever you say, my ex-lover drummer. That's so great. yeah, so that's my no doubt uh, only the lonely story. And yeah, listen, I can it, tell she was a fan though. I really can tell she was. A fan. But um, yeah, Gwen Stefani. She, I, you know, it's never too late, Gwen. If you hear this podcast, honey, because you know she listens. You know she's a huge fan. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so another thing before we do the next uh, track, uh, back in the day, uh, Jonas, won't you? Back in the day in the '80s, we had something called cassettes, and cassettes they were set up. With one side, uh, you'd get usually two singles. If there was four singles, you'd get two on one side, two on the other. But they'd be in a sequence, so they, the f- five songs on one side, five songs on the other side of the cassette, because you had to flip the cassette. This is where the cassette flipped after this track. This track ended the, the, the flip of the cassette. Oh, okay. So if you were, you know, say, dressed in you know guest jeans and white leather and acid wash, and you had <laughs> yeah, your okay. Sony Walkman, you would have to take it out check your AA batteries, and then flip the tape. After this, after Art Failed. Life tears, money screams, love aches. Art fails, but I don't want you to see me this way. What I could be, no, I don't want you to see me this way See what you need, see what you found 
new wavy again and the one thing that i keep coming back to on this record is a lot of it is very overwrought over you know and not in a bad way no not over, in a bad way at all sang, but over yeah yeah um, overwrought but that was almost like their shtick yeah right right and right. i honestly think it had a lot to do with mtv and the the way that the, the performance was everybody had to have a certain little shtick the way that like you know split ends would have like almost like a performance artists like you know puppetry and whatever i mean people everybody had something going on i think that their shtick was just the dramatic of it the and drama the of it all sultriness and one thing that i like that i respect about her the same thing with chrissy highness up and joan jett is they don't they're badass women they don't overplay sexuality they don't, they don't over they're not over sexualizing themselves gratuitously yeah, you know yeah. they're just performers yeah. and they're performing and obviously they're women mm-hmm. and you know and they're they're sexy but they they, they don't over they, yeah. they don't overdo it and it's yeah. just you know it makes it more badass you know I, definitely and i feel that if you and martha davis got into a bare knuckle fist fight she would win she would kick my ass oh You'd yeah literally well, kick your ass. <laughs> hey everyone rob here You know, bringing that record Got Me High to you every week is a labor of love for me, but it also takes a lot of work and money with web hosting fees, software subscriptions, and especially purchasing the music that we feature. Luckily, I'm able to continue producing this show every week thanks to our fabulous patrons. Now, I know what you're thinking. Rob, why don't you just start getting sponsors like other podcasts? Well, mainly because I don't think anyone really needs to hear more ads for CBD oil and men's grooming accessories and whatnot. So for now, I'm sticking with Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH or just go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and search for That Record Got Me High podcast. For as little as $2 a month, you too can become a patron of the show. You'll get a personal thank you from yours truly. You'll get our bi-monthly newsletter. You'll get to participate in all of our awesome patron curated episodes. And most importantly, you'll become part of the That Record Got Me High family and help keep the show running. So do me a solid, please consider becoming a patron today. Now, now, now with the next track, we're going to go back into, and this is, you know, this was like the baby drag queen of me, uh, you know, walking up and down Route 1 uh, from Saugus to Everett. Uh, to go uh, from town to town to see friends of mine, like I would pop in my cassettes and do my walking when I was a teenager. When you're 15 years old, you'll walk 20 miles to the right, next town right, for yeah, a cake yeah. party, you know? Yeah. I would listen to the song and I'd be like, I don't know if I'm going to become a drag queen when I'm older, but I feel that one day that I will lip sync in this at uh, oh. on South Beach. Yeah, because this is like a, a what? Like a torch ballad. Like you want to get ballad, you want to get right? up on top of the piano and give them your best Michelle Pfeiffer. Well, you the, do, but yeah. Well, <laughs> It, uh, yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> I, I, who I don't doesn't know. want to get out there and get up on top of the piano like Michelle let Pfeiffer? Me th- let me listen to it right now, and I'll see if I can get myself in that space. But let's listen to "Change My Mind." Expose your shoulder. Maybe you could change my mind. Okay. Take off a of 
So that's nice. So I can picture you. So you're walking and you you have your Walkman, you have your headphones in. Yeah, you're thinking future and that's great. Then you yeah. live and you lived out your dream. You yeah. you ended up on South Beach and you ended mm-hmm. up uh, being a drag queen. And uh, now, did you ever yeah. lip sync to this specific song? Oh, most definitely. Oh, awesome. Most definitely. That's a great. barrio so back great. then. But I don't think I said South Beach because I wasn't a thing at time. I was more like, I'm going to go to Hollywood. And oh, I'm right. Gonna, yeah, I'm, you didn't know about South And Beach, I'm yeah. going <laughs> to. <laughs> I'm gonna dye my hair pink. <laughs> That's great. And you know what? It, it's something she does this very uh, convincingly because it could just be. It, it is a little kitschy, but she does it convincingly, and I think it's because she's really lived a life already. Yeah. You know, and you could hear that in someone's voice. You could hear when they've when in in their delivery when they've actually lived it a little. Mm-hmm. You know. And I feel, yeah. If anybody lived a life, it was her. Right. I mean, she right. went. She yeah, went yeah. through a lot. And yeah. I mean, just just growing up as a California native. I'm sorry, California. It's a great place to visit for me. But it's 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 intimidating. Yeah, to, tell, to live there, you've got to be a badass. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, and you know one thing I read uh, real quick that I didn't know in in the late '70s they shared a rehearsal space with the Go Go's. The Go Go's and them shared a rehearsal space, and they get the motels got signed before the Go Go's. <laughs> I bet I bet I bet Beatrice uh, from Holly Hunt would have known that. Yeah, she probably knows. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming back. She's coming back. She wants Gavin to come. Gavin wants oh, to come on. He's I don't wonderful. Know. Is he going to be good though? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> okay. Give him a scotch and let him let him run with it. All right. Yeah. No. I've been, sure. No. If he talks about something he's passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. No. He great. will. He will. They All are. Right. The, they are the best father daughter act in town. <laughs> they're a great couple. They are. They're. Oh, awesome. they're a couple. <laughs> All right, so now we get this is a, a, one of the more new wave sounding ones. I love this song, and I this would, is also a, a Gwen. This is what made me think of uh, a Gwen Stefani too. Oh sure, yeah, and so, uh, and 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 uh, of course, you know, as the little teenage homosexual I was, uh, I would fantasize about Los Angeles. When you grow up in New England, you just you know you are sold the the image of Los Angeles. Right, you, right. You open, oh, yeah. Like Knott's Landing, you open your back door and there's the ocean. And, yeah. You know, it's just, and you know, you, you know, it's, you're under snow for 12 months out of the year, eight months out of the year. I'm sorry. Yep. I'm sorry. We do get two months of uh, rain. Uh, but New England is, <laughs> you know, it's, it is what it is. So, yeah. so this is uh, so LA. song and sounds and here's the thing i know i joke about the sony walkman but that technology at the time was brilliant and (laughs) certain things were produced specifically to go from one headphone to the other oh right 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 yeah you know it was and that (laughs) was one of those great songs that did that yep and oh amazing and now this next one to me it's it's kind of brilliant because it's like one of those car crash tragedy songs yep but in, in, in a back surfing, to the, yeah, harking, yeah. Into the surfing one. surf music <laughs> combined with the girl group, uh, the tragedy, like you said, the yeah, tragedy yeah. girl right, group, right, Phil right. Spector stuff. Go, f- <laughs> this is fantastic. Written by Davis and her, the, the boyfriend, Cl- the Cl- boyfriend. Cl- Tim Clams Casino McGovern. <laughs> So I guess so. Did did so was that live album later? Did they get together that was, again? Or no, was that no, that was 1980. Before? Oh, okay, and that's why mind. the only All thing right. on it is the first two albums. Oh, okay, I don't think okay. any of the, the the third the third album was on there. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with all the ones they did on Capitol. I think for some reason it's really hard to get this. They, I now. think I think that the 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 last couple of albums are unavailable. Uh, I think there might have been Sony. All I know is certain things leave Apple Music. I'm so over Apple. Can I just say, am I the only one that woke up one day? And all the CDs that I had burnt into my MacBook had disappeared overnight. Oh, no. And the only thing in my iTunes was the U2 album that nobody wanted. 
That's the only thing that stayed. It's not fair. Now, listen, well, let's tragic. play this track. It's tragic. There you go. Tragic surf. Sure, listened as Johnny and I listened to the waves as they crashed on the rocks. Who would have thought, who would have known that night I'd leave the beach alone? Johnny. <laughs> Do it for Johnny. Right. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's got all it of is, that, you know, and it's just, you know, it, it's just a great track. I love that song. It is. Uh, and now we get this, I guess this was the title track of the original record yep. that they did that the record company hated, but they yep. kept this on. And this is kind of kitschy. It's kind of what you'd think it would be, a song called... Yeah, and it survived. It survived that the cut of the first album, uh, of the first demo. Right. And like I had said earlier to you uh, when we were off mic, when I shouldn't have, but... Uh, I felt like, in a sense, it was almost like uh, back in the days of the synthesizer and the drum machine, these new inventions that they probably, like on a Casio, they were like, let's try the Calypso beat. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's try, oh, let's, yeah, let's, yeah. Do you know? So, but they could get like, oh, let's try this with this. Exactly. So that's how it worked out. And, you know, it's it's apocalyptic and it's the apocalypse. One thing we haven't mentioned yet, and because you sent me some pictures of you and oh, Martha, you, so you're, you, you're funny because this is not—you don't even have. This is not something I told you. This is how the order I wanted to go, but this is literally the next story I was going to go off on a tangent on. But go ahead, keep talking. I'm going to fill in the rest. <laughs> I saw you sent me pictures of yeah. you and Martha With, and obviously it was like later. I know. had her in a headlock. I'm so yes. embarrassed. You want to hear about that night? It's hysterical. Yeah, let's hear We're, it. Um, it's 2012 and I went out to visit my girlfriend, Nicole, who used to work at Crowbar. Uh, everyone knows her as a bartender from the VIP room. And hey, Nicole, if you're listening, I love you. Um, we, 2012, and I'm the kind of person when I go on vacations, I'm like, oh, I look and see what's going on. Like, if they're playing Robert Altman's Three Women at the New Beverly, or I'll fly out to see like Paul Schrader's Hardcore at the New Beverly. Like, and I was like, oh, the motels, I can't believe it, they're back together with a lot of the Gerard, uh, uh, Marty Gerard was back. Oh, nice. A lot of the old members were back. And they were playing it uh, on the Sunset Strip at Molly Malone. So I'm like, I'm going to go. So Nicole's like, yeah, I'll go. I'll, you know, I'll do anything for my best friend. I'll even get dragged to the Sunset Strip to see the motels, you know? So we go, and it's a crowded room. It's on the Sunset Strip, great little bar. And um, this cute kid was at the bar, and I'm sitting down and um, with Nicole, and we're having a drink. And I started talking with him, and he goes, yeah, I'm the, I'm the guitarist. I had to fill in. I had to learn all their songs. And I was like, you realize the... The, the weight of what you had to learn. And I go, I can't believe, God bless you for learning 20 songs, you know, in the week before you got the gig. I can't remember his name. He was, I think he worked with, I'm going to drop so many names in the next 10 minutes. Keaton Simmons Band, who's like Eric Roberts' kid. I wish I could remember. He's this beautiful, wonderful, talented, incredible, young, like 25-year-old guitarist who, who filled in. And did. So I buy him a beer and Nicole looks at me and she goes, did you take a pill? 
And I was like, maybe I did, and maybe I did. Because back then we were at Molly Malone's, and uh, one of the, this one of the bus girls at the restaurant back in Miami Beach said, "Hey, do you want a Molly?" And I was like, "Is that like what we used to call ecstasy back in the day? Ours were like little pills with Smurfs on them, or like Batman signals." I go, "This is adorable. This could be a Benadryl. What is it? I'll take it. I'll hold on to it. Maybe if on a special event, I'll eat it." Right. So I ate it in Molly Malone's, and I'm. Uh, tripping on molly oh, and the concert's beginning and we're meeting this group we meet this nicole is this like she's heterosexual she's absolutely gorgeous but she has a lesbian magnet no matter where we go if there's a power lesbian in the room they're gravitated to, oh, i can't right, take her right. to golf courses i can't <laughs> she, and she's like she's strictly dictly so but she's flattered she's nice she's not, she's not rude so we had a good so up comes I'm saying to her, I go, this this pile of lesbians all over, and she's wearing a pirate shirt, this white Foley pirate shirt. She's got the femme mullet, the femme mullet, over tan with the mom jeans and the little black boots, and she's drunk. And and I'm I, like uh, talking to her gay friend, and you know my pills kicking in, so I'm like, you know, <laughs> a, a sex crazed game show host, as I said. Right. And uh, so I don't know what. At one point I said to her, I go, I realized I go, I said to Nicole, I go, you know who that is? I go, that's 15 time Oscar loser Diane Warren. I said, if y'all gonna go lezzy, try being lezzy. This is the one to do it. This is the money. This is the, you know, you might Wait, get. Why do you call her that? Fifty times. That, that's uh, fifteen can... time <laughs> that's Oscar loser. You... All right, but she has so other yeah. Oh yeah, I'm that. sure she's got a Grammy or a Golden Globe. <laughs> she should have got an Oscar for the Aerosmith. Never want to close my eyes or whatever the fuck that was from the from the big rock movie with Ben Affleck, yes. the, the asteroids. But she's all over the, trying to be. And then one point I said, all all whacked on ecstasy because you know everything I say is brilliant on ecstasy. Um, I was like, you know, uh, I want my life to be like a movie and I want music, my life to have a soundtrack. And, and when you come to my house in Miami, there's always food on the stove and music blasting from the windows and everyone's happy and the smell of marijuana. And I saw, I saw I'm a little like Charles Manson, I guess. But she starts pointing at me with her overtan, knuckly, Oscar losing finger. Tommy drunk life should not be like a movie life is not like a movie oh, and i'm like okay you know what whatever so i went and got around for everybody and she had another like white wine and then they carried her out like jesus on the cross un- unconscious all her friends they're like thanks so i guess that last last white wine was too much and she just uh, she closed her eyes well, she, she was t- probably going maybe she was going through some stuff must time. have been when she I was like i was like i want my life like a movie i want everything like the soundtrack she was not needle buying, drops she was not about life should not be a movie okay. i was like all right so, um, and um, we went outside, and uh, I found out that everything closes at 2 a.m., and, uh, and the pill is raging, and uh, we meet Martha on the sidewalk, and, and she had heard me screaming inside, I'm from Miami! Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, real classy, you know. And, uh, of course, she starts, go, oh, Miami, all right. Uh, and um, out on the sidewalk, I got pictures with her because, you know, I put her in a headlock. Yes, I saw. Yeah, those pictures. She looked, But she looked like she was okay she with it. She was having a good... I think she loved it. I hope she... she I wasn't mean, pointing I, her finger at you like Diane Warren. So. Oh, Diane Warren's <laughs> knuckly witch finger. I can't wait till she does win the Oscar so she can put that knuckly witch finger around the Oscar and carry it out. All right, well, then the last lap would be on Diane. Then. Oh, no, listen. I, no, I respect her. And I, yeah. honest to God, I honestly think that that song, the Aerosmith song, where they were banging what's her name, Liv Tyler, and you, yeah. she was going, oh, Ben Affleck. <laughs> Roll on top of me for the Pearl Harbor. Was it Pearl Harbor? I don't fucking know. No, uh, Armageddon, right? Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah. Um, uh, the next song, man. Oh, this is so we, much. There's so much, so to, much unpack. to unpack. Yes. Oh. All right, let's just, you we'll start. Talk you about, start. I've talked enough. You right. start. Well, let's listen to it and then we'll discuss. You listen, it's then we'll cover. talk. It's the only cover on the album, and, and it goes back to the girl groups and Phil Spector. Oh, hit it. Totally does. He hit me, and it what? Felt like a kiss. Oy vey. i 
Okay, so this magnificent but batshit crazy yeah. song was okay. written by Jerry uh, Goffin and Carol Kane. Little Ava of the locomotion <laughs> fame was their housekeeper. Yes. And the, the boyfriend yes. used to slap her around, and, and Carol said, why do you let him do that? And she goes... He cares about me. When he hits me, you got to yes. know he cares. And they wrote this song. But but Carol King was later said that she was sorry she ever wrote yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but they did it for the Crystals. And then Phil Spector, of course, another creep, produced it. Phil Spector, it's like, in hindsight, you look and it's like, yeah, that makes sense. He hit me. And it felt like a kiss. He hit me. But it did Yeah, I know, it does, and when you listen to the original, it does, it makes sense, but, alright, so what you were saying before about, uh, she wrote that song, Celia, and about her ex-husband, uh, it makes sense, though, that her covering this, and, uh, you know, they do a great job on it. Because you got to think, at 17, 15 years old, when she was having those kids, this was on the, this was, you know, on the B-side. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Um, yeah, crazy. And also, um, uh, the really great guitar break, which is Waddy Watchdog. I, I was, I mentioned that they brought him in to play on a lot of it. Uh, he's yeah. like a hired gun, but, uh, really great. Uh, just, it's great, but it's uh, problematic. But I was reading about it. It was problematic then when it came out then it was problematic. Yeah, it's, it, like, nev- it never, fuck? it never was not problematic. It's, yeah. it's, it's just, you know, it's, it should be problematic, yeah. but it's, yeah. you know, uh, whatever it is, what it is, but it's a great, uh, it's it's great, and and it's good that it's not the final, the last song on the record. I think, yeah, because the last song on the record is was uh, the last single, the third single, third single, and according to Davis, she described it as the first happy song of my career, which is <laughs> which is nice, and you know, something. and and before we play the track, the. The um, fourth album came out, Little Robbers, after this in 1983. Yes, which had the other It yielded their other big hit, number nine. Uh, Suddenly Last Summer. Suddenly Last Summer. It also had uh, Remember the Nights, which the video uh, had uh, an homage to David Bowie's um, China Girl. They threw noodles up in the air. Oh! Uh, and uh, the fifth album, Shock, came out in 1985. It had two hits, Shame and Shock, which both had really great kooky Roy Lichtenstein uh, esque uh, music videos. Those were all bound together by Sony. Uh, you could get Shame Shock, uh, Little Robbers, um, uh, Only the Lonely, uh, Take the L, and uh, all of their videos on one back then. Video, oh, nice. <laughs> video. Uh, you, I'm, I guarantee you can find it on eBay. Uh, now, after all this happened, the band disbanded, and but then came the uh, solo album, Policy, and Power Ballads, Blame It on the Moon, Don't Tell Me the Time. If that album had got the proper push, I think, and had she not have at the same time got breast cancer, which she survived. Oh, I that's think, right. We didn't even I mention think, that. I she went through she, that, too. I think that, I think that policy would have hit. And do you know who produced a couple of those power ballads? Who? Diane Warren. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Full so. circle, and you know what? You mentioned Bowie, David Bowie. I'm glad because that was another thing. I hear, I feel like she was probably influenced. She's probably a fan of David Bowie, and I hear that in her songwriting and yep. everything. Well, uh, yeah. I hear an influence, yeah. uh, yeah. Bowie. Influence I think I read that her. somewhere. Something about they recorded in the same place, or they used the same producers, or the same something okay. happened. But you could hear definitely. Yeah. There's a, and in in a good way, obviously in a very good way. Yeah. All right, but this isn't like I said. It's a nice closer because it is kind of up and happy after some of the heaviness. So let's listen to Forever Mine.
upbeat ending to the record. Yeah, right? and you know, even though the record company said it was too weird and they they really didn't couldn't find couldn't find a single, I think they touched every genre, every kind of musical little kookiness, and it's eclectic. But still, with even even with it all being so eclectic, it's such a tight album. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. You're it right. went from it a is. mess. Well, what they said was a mess. You can get the extra tracks if you you look. It's out there. Apocalypse. So they retitled it and released it in 2017. Yes, with I saw that. All the missing tracks. Uh, right. And there's some really great tracks on there. If you're a fan of the Motels, I urge you to check that out. Nice. And you know uh, something I want to point out now. Uh, now that we're done with the record, because you brought two 80s, and you're obviously 80s were a very important time to you. Important time to me. But I don't want people to think that Shelly Novak, aka Tommy Strangey, whatever, just lives in the past because you're still i mean you're here now what are you here now because this show is actually going to come out saturday and that's happening saturday so what's happening saturday you came oh, down here uh oh, I, oh i'm i'm in retirement but every two months um i fly into uh fort lauderdale to host the black market yeah which is this amazing rock festival at revolution live every two months we do it bi-monthly and it's amazing it gives me an opportunity to come back see friends you know, um, and young people, there's some young people involved, right? Oh, I, well, that, listen, I, I'm going to just say it keeps me young. It makes me feel young to, right, be, right, to right. be able to suck the brain cells. What is it? What is the word? What are the stem cells? What is it that makes you young? What are the Democrats eating? Well, I don't know. I don't, have, I don't listen. I don't I'm not anymore, listening. Yeah, I could ask my friend my crazy conspiracy. <laughs> no, but that's good. I was just wanted to point out that you're not just uh, no. you're not just well, living. No, in the I love. Listen, I, I almost said I love rock and roll. Speaking of the, no, I love rock and roll, and I am so I am so honored to be part of the black market event because honestly, all kidding aside. Uh, Panther Quartz, an amazing producer of this event. I mean, he does everything uh, from, he, he, it's like wrangling cats. He's got burlesque drag queens. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> every every amazing. Just no, you, just wrangling you. <laughs> yeah, all the, every amazing South Florida band you can think of, I'm telling you. And this Saturday, we've got some amazing rocks in the revolution. The Boas. Oh, the Boas are great. Otto uh, Von Sirach and the Sushas. I nice, mean, nice. if you're. You won't hear this in time, but uh, no, no. Well, you will if you listen. If they listen to it right away, they will because I'm. This is coming out this. Oh, Saturday. it's coming out quick. Oh, I love. I love a quick. I put your. I put your. I right love out a quickie. Right you know. You know. And um, we'll we'll post the photos from the night I put her in the headlock. Yes, yeah, we'll definitely put those photos up there. And also, so you really, now you said, uh, you flipped off, oh, I, I finished my book. Oh, you, listen, you, you, you want to hear something funny? You want to hear something funny? Today, sure. the 23rd of June is my one-year anniversary after leaving South Beach. So I've been away uh, for a year, and uh, the book is finished. It just needs to make sense. You have to go back through and uh, I walked up the stairs. You have to go and make it a little, you know, embellish. Make it, you know. Oh, okay, okay. You know? Nice. Oh, that's great. Is it going to be juicy? You bet your ass, baby. It it better be. I'm counting on it. All right. Well, uh, once again, thank you so much. Uh, It's so great having you on, uh, Shelly Novak. Also, uh, don't forget, guys, if you want to follow. Guys, here I go. Guys, I said I wasn't going to do this anymore. Folks, people, my y'all. my listeners, y'all, I gotta stop saying that. Kids, uh, you kids, you you crazy <laughs> yeah, kids. I should call anyone younger than us. Just is kids, say you right? crazy, crazy hepcat jazz kids. <laughs> there you go on Instagram and Facebook. You could follow us at at that record got me high. Also, that Facebook group got me high. On Twitter, it's at trgmh podcast. You could email me at trgmh33 at gmail.com. Tell me how what a great guest Shelly is. Oh, he should be your permanent co-host if you want to tell me that that's fine whatever but would i get paid uh, yeah. you think you think <laughs> i'd right. get like a shell gas Moving card on, or something? Uh, speaking of that if you want to become a patron of the show well, uh, okay. you go to patreon.com for well, we'll see how many patrons i get uh all right patreon.com forward slash oh, you know what if, uh, you know what i'm gonna say i'm sorry do the patreon say it again the patreon is what say it again <laughs> patreon.com forward slash trgmh you can become a patron of the show good what were you gonna say i was gonna say to my friend allegra harris you you got the dare you got the challenge to get people to put uh, money into the patreon because this is my friend. She's she's a Beverly Hills housewife. If I, if I I throw off the I recently threw off the cuff. You know I'd love to meet the cast of Knots Landing. Next thing you know, we're, we're playing tennis with Donna Mills. Really? So, yeah, she makes Look shit happen. So Allegra Harris, that's Allegra Harris. The challenge is exists out there for you to make that Patreon. I want to hear dollar signs jingle. <laughs> right, so go, what's like the, a telethon what's now. The, what's the pa- <laughs> well? Yeah, I'm gonna now. I've turned to Jerry Lewis. Hey, lady, listen. Could you tell tell the walk Patreon? On, I'm again. gonna play Walk On at the end. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you'll never walk alone. Patreon.com forward slash TRGMH. Thanks to our newest patrons, Danielle Herrera, Nick Riley. Thanks, Richard Shelter. Thank you to all the patrons. Uh, don't forget, guys, uh, even if you don't, I, I just, I can't. Kids. Uh, you could uh, rate the show, review it, subscribe, and just thanks for listening, everyone. We really appreciate it. Shelly, once again, thanks. This was fun. Thank we'll you. See you all next week. Can I just say one thing, though? Of course. 
Rob. Life should not be a movie. <laughs> okay. Diane, we're out. All right. Thank you so much. Love you guys. You can catch me on Instagram. Just say Shelly. Yes. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Diane Warren. Thank you, Martha Davis in the motel. Oh, oh, oh.